Your word today, we do it with thanksgiving in our heart. Thank you, Master, for all that you have done for us. We open our spirits to receive with meekness the engrafted word, and we know that it will be able to save our souls. We give you glory, we give you praise for it in Jesus' name, and everyone said amen. Amen. Let's look at our Bibles this morning. You may be seated to Romans chapter 1 and verse 17, and so I'm going to kind of give the crew up there, a little heads up. These scriptures are not really on the scriptures that I gave you this morning. I kind of got this in my spirit as I was getting ready today. Why is it that we put such a strong emphasis on faith? Faith is not a movement, number one. Faith is a lifestyle. Say that with me. Faith is a lifestyle. Why do we preach faith? Why is the fabric of faith woven throughout everything that we do? I'm going to tell you a few things this morning I believe that will perhaps clarify or maybe inspire you to grow in your faith walk. Amen. Look at Romans 1 and verse 17. And let's read it together. It says, For therein is the righteousness of God revealed from faith to faith, as it is written, The just, the just shall do what? We shall live by faith. Now, who are the just? We are the just. Just simply means those that have been justified or made righteous in his sight. And so he says here that the just shall live or regulate their lives by faith. And then I got to thinking this morning about John chapter 10 and verse 10. It's a real familiar verse of scripture and you know it very well. Where Jesus said, you know, that the thief cometh not but for to steal, to kill, and to what? To destroy. But Jesus said, I am come that you might what? That you might have life and have it more abundantly. So I want to tie those two scriptures together. The just shall live by faith, and I have come that you might have life and have it more abundantly. It is impossible to please God without faith. And it is impossible for you and I to live the God kind And God quality of life that Jesus said he came for unless you and I make the decision daily this day I am going to live by faith. It doesn't matter what it may seem like, look like, feel like, or taste like. I choose to live by faith. I choose to live by this measure of faith that he has placed on the inside of me. 
And you and I can do it. He wouldn't tell us to live by it if he didn't furnish us the faith to live by. Amen. I know that seems elementary. And I know that that seems simple. But there's many people thinking that this thing, this walk of faith is simply a fad that is done away with. In other words, we have gone on to other things. Be careful. Because when you go on to other things and leave your foundation, it becomes extremely shaky. Say it with me, the just shall live by faith. How many of you have made the decision this morning that you're going to trust God? Trust Him with your life. Trust Him with your children. Trust Him with your nation. All the moaning, all the groaning, all the whining, and all the complaining will not change one thing in your body. It will not change one thing in your pocketbook. And it will not change one thing in this nation. It is time for the just to rise up and to shine brightly. And to pray fervently. And to slap down imaginations. And to settle for nothing but God's best. For their lives. For their church. And for their nation. And I am Mark Thomas and I approve of this message. And I will drink to that. So why do we do this? Why do we remind ourselves to do this? I want to live, man. I do not want to barely get by or scrape by and be hiding in a cave when the trumpet sounds. I do not want to be ducking my head in fear of terrorism. I want to be on the front line. I want to be on the point. With my armor on and my sword sharp, holding up the flag of the blood of the Lamb. How about you? Is that you? Now, secondarily, in Ephesians chapter 6 and verse 14, in the context of Ephesians 6, Verses 10 right through 18 is, Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord, the power of His might. Put on the whole armor of God, that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. And having done all to stand, stand therefore, having your loins girt about with truth. And having on the breastplate, everyone say the breastplate, breastplate. of righteousness. Now, this breastplate of righteousness was part of the Roman soldier's armor. And this breastplate of righteousness was impenetrable by the enemy because this breastplate literally 
was an emblem of their right standing and is an emblem of our right standing with God. Now, look with me, and I want you to turn there. Look with me to Romans chapter 3 and verse 22. Romans the third chapter and the 22nd verse. It says here, even the righteousness of God, everyone say the breastplate of righteousness and the righteousness of God, which is by what? How does a person become the righteousness of God in Christ, qualifying them to have the breastplate of righteousness on? They do it by faith. Righteousness is available to all. It has come upon all men. And it is a gift, like grace is a gift, that Romans says that through the abundance of grace and the gift of righteousness, when it is received, will begin to reign in life. So... If I walk around this life with a cloud of condemnation over my head, which by the way, condemnation is the confidence killer. It'll keep you out of prayer. It'll keep you out of church. Condemnation will cause a person to run from God when they have failed and missed it, rather than run to God. Condemnation kills confidence, but righteousness builds your confidence up. But this righteousness has got to be received by your faith. I'll be honest with you. There are some days that I don't feel very righteous. And by the looks of things, some of you don't look very righteous. So this right standing with God, it is completely and entirely by faith. So if we don't preach faith, if we don't preach trust, if we don't preach confidence, here's what happens. People's confidence level begins to go way, way, way down and their faith goes way, way down When all the time, God says that you can be built up and experience ever-increasing faith. Why do we preach faith? Well, how many of you know that we stand by faith? Having done all to stand, we do what? We stand. By faith, we stand. If we're not living by faith, we're unable to stand against the wiles of the enemy. On the other hand, when you're living by faith, you can stand strong in the Lord and in the power of His might. Amen. Oh, me. Hallelujah. And so, how about your prayer? Anybody ever received an answer to prayer without faith? Oh, yeah, you may have, but that's not 
God's main mode of operation. He's given you faith to receive from Him. Mark eleven twenty four. Let's look over there. Mark eleven verse twenty four. Say with me, I walk by faith and not by sight. Mark eleven twenty four. Here's what Jesus said. Therefore I say unto you. So He's speaking to us, right? He said, Now what things soever you desire. Anybody have any things that they're desiring? What did He tell us to do? He says, when you pray, at the time you pray, do what? Believe. Believe you receive them. Does it take faith to believe? Yes. Amen. So without faith, answered prayer goes out the door. Believe that you receive them and what will happen? You shall have them. So I just wanted to introduce that to you and remind you of something that Jesus said last week. He was praying for Simon Peter that his faith would not what? That his faith would not fail. In other words, Jesus was praying that Peter would have no faith failures. Amen. And he ever liveth to make intercession for you and for me. I believe that Jesus is looking at our lives. And he's praying, I pray that your faith would not fail. He knows the importance of faith. Amen. Now, say it with me. No... Faith failures. Faith, no faith failures here. One of the main things that would cause a person's faith to fail is not walking in the Spirit and not walking in love. Amen. In Galatians chapter 5 and verse 6, let's look over there. No faith failures here. Therefore, I'm going to walk in love. Because I do not want any strife, any ill will, any bitterness, anything in my life to hinder my faith from being fully operational. Amen? Notice this with me. Read it with me, please. For in Christ Jesus, neither circumcision availeth anything, nor uncircumcision Notice with me, it says that faith works by love. Faith does not work by bitterness. Faith does not work by unforgiveness. Faith does not work by a lifestyle of living in and walking in the flesh. But true biblical faith, this God kind of faith, this faith that moves mountains, this faith that moves debt, This faith that causes buildings to be paid off years and years ahead of time. This faith that obliterates cancer. This faith, hallelujah, that causes your babies to come out of darkness into the kingdom of God. This God kind of faith works. And it will be fully operational 
when we grow up and get out of the nursery and choose to walk in love. Woohoo! Glory! Say me, I'm walking in love. I'm walking in God. I'm walking in the Spirit. Oh man, that's powerful. Faith works by love. May there be no love failures. And when there are no love failures, there will only be success. Love never fails. Hallelujah. But love always succeeds. Love will always cause you to come to the top. Hallelujah. Now here's another element that could cause faith to fail. Now you understand the opposite of a faith failure is a faith success. Amen? So walking in love will make you a success in life. It'll cause you to be irresistible to those around you. It'll cause you to rise to the top in life. It'll cause men and women that are outside of this covenant to want to be around you. Because in you and on you is the presence of Almighty God, which is a manifestation of the love of God. So as you're walking in love, you will experience a greater degree of my presence, saith the Lord. And in my presence, you will not only have joy, but you will be a joy to those around you. Many in the valley of decision, many in the valley of disease shall come to thy light, shall come to thee, and you'll be able to share with them the love of God, and the love of God in you shall dispel their fears, and they shall come unto me. That's what the Holy Ghost is saying. It's important to walk in love. Amen. The greatest men and women of God that I have been around my life. Yes, they're great men of prayer, great women of prayer, great men of, of faith, great women of faith. But the greatest of all of these is love. The greatest of all of these is the love of God. Amen. Now, here's another thing that will serve as a cooperation with your faith. How many of you are believing God for something? I mean, you're believing God for something. I mean, right now, you are there between the amen and the there it is. Amen? Should we do that again? I mean, right now, you're in the between, between the amen and the there it is. Now, in between is never meant to be la-la land. In between is never meant to be a place of inconsistency or laziness or wondering and wavering and just que sera, sera. No, the in-between, the amen and the here it is, is extremely important. Amen. Amen. Now, I think it's Hebrews 6.12. Let's look over there. You getting anything yet? Look at Hebrews, the 6th chapter, the 12th verse. Say with me, no faith failures here. And you know, if you've missed it, just make the adjustment. My goodness. Just make the adjustment. Get up, move on. Amen. Put that condemnation under your feet. Glory to God. Get up, dust yourself off and say, thank you, Lord, for your mercy. (laughs) How many of you are thanking God for the mercy of God? Amen. Hebrews, the sixth chapter. And I think it's verse 12. If my memory serves me right, and if it don't, pray for me. Okay, Hebrews 6.12. Let's read this one together. That you be not slothful. Stop right there. 
in this in-between time, it's not a time to be lazy. It's not a time to be discouraged. Amen? Be not slothful or be not lazy. Now notice. But followers of them who through faith and what? Who through faith and patience, they inherit something. In other words, they get the desired result. They go from the amen to the in-between to there it is. Hoop, there it is. Now here's a, here's a, a little nugget here. Follow them. Find out who they are and follow them. Well, I'd, I'd like to get to know Brother Copeland. I'd like to get to know Pastor Hagen. I'd like to get to know Keith Moore. I'd like to get to know Jerry Savelle. I'd like to get to know Jesse DePlantis. Get rid of all that and expose yourself to their materials. Because in their materials, you'll see the spirit of faith. And not only that, if you study some people's lives closely, you will see a track record of them inheriting the promises. Tried and proven. So follow them and don't get jealous of them. Don't get bummed out because you're still in the in-between. I guarantee you, all those guys today are still in the in-between on some things. Is this resonating with you? Follow them. Look at their track records. See how they live their lives and see how they have done and are doing kingdom business. Amen? And then don't get bummed out. Don't get down on yourself. Don't get under condemnation. Your attitude should be, I'm rejoicing with those who rejoice. That are living over in the land of here it is. Glory to God. And I'm saved by the word of God. Me too. Oh, me too, me too, me too, me too. Everyone say me too five times. Come on. Me too, me too, me too, me too. What about me three? Okay, me three too. Followers of them who through faith and patience inherit the promises. I taught a couple of Wednesday nights ago on faith and patience. And here's one thing that we've all discovered. The passage of time tries trust. The passage of time will try your trust. It will try your faith. What will it try to do? It'll try to get you to cast away your confidence. Because the devil knows that if you'll operate in that great need of patience, after you've done the will of God, you are going to receive the promise. You're going to inherit the promise, and he don't want that. But ha, ha, devil, we don't care what you want. The Lord is our shepherd. We shall not want. <laughs> oh, glory to God. But ha, ha, devil, we don't care what you want. 
Because the Lord is our shepherd and we shall not want. (laughs) Man, that was worth getting up in the morning. So we must not become want conscious and need conscious. We must become seed conscious and the Lord is my shepherd conscious. So here, through faith, amen, we have it, and patience. In other words, patience simply means perseverance. How many have ever persevered through a serious test in your life? How many of you, pers- how many of you are persevering through something right now? You know, that's just about 100%. This perseverance, this testing of your faith, the Bible says, it worketh or it employeth patience. Let's look at James chapter 1. Man, we're heading somewhere and I'm almost out of time. (laughs) James, the first chapter. You ought not to rejoice about pastor almost being out of time. James, the first chapter. Oh, there's so much. There is so much in God. So much to say. James, the first chapter, will begin in verse 1. James, a servant of God and of the Lord Jesus Christ to the twelve tribes which are scattered abroad, greeting, verse 2. My brothers, count it all joy when you fall into divers temptations. Time test trust. Verse 3. Knowing this... That the trying of your faith, what, what does it do? Okay, now let's keep that right up there. The testing of your trust. You're in between. <laughs> and the enemy's throwing all sorts of imaginations at you. Like I said last week, when he throws at you his best shot, and you absolutely stand there like you're not phased... It literally discourages him. The trying of your faith, when the squeeze is on, if you've made a decision that you are not going to be a namby-pamby, whiny, baby Christian, and I know that's strong, but it needs to be. That you are not going to be a whiny baby, but you are going to be a man. You are going to be a woman of God. And you are going to let this test that is squeezing your faith employ or put to play or into play this force of perseverance, this force of patience. I don't care how long it takes. I believe that I have received right now. I don't care what it looks like with my loved one. I'm not moved by what I see, feel, hear, or touch or taste. I'm moved only by what I believe. And Mr. Devil, you can try to get me off the rock, but I'm on the rock that will not roll. And my patience is working for me right now. And understand this, that patience is not just knuckling down. 
Amen? Amen. It's not just knuckling down and just, oh, I'm walking by faith. I'm a man of God. Uh -uh. There's no joy in that. And there's no peace in that. When you're in faith and when you're in trust, you are also in rest and you are also in peace. Thank you, Jesus. And so the trying of our faith, it employs patience. Patience is perseverance. It is not knuckling down under. But the force of patience will hold you steady and keep you strong when everything around you looks dark and wrong. Hallelujah. Now why? Because you've got inside information. You've got inside information. You've got information inside this book right here that tells you in the midst of all these things, we're still more than conquerors through him that loved us. You've got inside information in here in Romans 8.31 that says, Since God is for me, who can successfully, who can successfully be against me? So let's define this patience according to Gloria Copeland. By the way, if you don't watch George Pearson's and Gloria Copeland on the Believer's Voice of Victory, you're missing half of your life. I mean, it is some good stuff. And so, Brother George, you know, he's the pastor down there at Eagle Mountain, and, and they've been on television for many, many years and providing all their notes. It's, it's really awesome. But Gloria comes up with these little Gloriaisms. And George says, that's right, Gloria, that's right. And he'll write it down. But it's branded in my spirit way back from the 70s and the 80s. Gloria said this about, faith, about patience, that patience simply means to be consistent and to be the same at all times. Say it with me. Patience, patience. means perseverance. Means perseverance. And, to and to be consistent and the same, and the same. at all times. At all On a sunny day, on a rainy day, on a cloudy day, on a human day, humid day, on a snowy day, I remain the same. I remain constant. And then she said something that I can still remember. You've all heard of the word inconsistency, right? When a person is inconsistent, Jonathan, they're just not really worth much. You can't trust them. If you've got someone that's inconsistent in the Coast Guard, right, and they're not faithful and you don't ever know what they're going to do, you can't count on them. So inconsistency is a bad thing. But she took that word and said in and then the word consistency. So when a person is consistent, She said, in this consistency lies the power. In this consistency of walking by faith and not by sight. In this consistency of employing patience. In this consistency of walking by love. In this consistency of not yielding 
to the reasoning realm and the seen realm, but yielding to the unseen realm and the eternal realm. In that type of consistency, therein lies the power. <laughs> and this power that we're talking about is not PG&E power. This power is dunamis power. This power, oh, I'm ready to run. This power is the power that raised Jesus from the dead. This power is to usward who believe. This power obliterates cancers. This power moves the Itis brothers back to hell where they belong. This power. This power. The world says, this buds for you. Well, that's another system. This power is for you. This power is yours. This power is mine. And the more faithful you are to Jesus, it's all about Him. It's not about Pastor Mark or Pastor Tom or Brother George, my beautiful wife Brenda. It's not about us. It's about J-E-S-U-S. You will not answer to PT, you will not answer to PM, you will not answer to Brother George. You will answer to him on what have you done with the measure of faith that I have given you at the new birth. (laughs) I tell you what we're going to do from here on out. We're going to grow, we're going to develop, we're going to use it. Hallelujah. We're not going to lose it. We're going to grow stronger in the Lord. And in the power of His might. Mm. Man, this was a delicious meal. I liked it so well, I might just get the tape. I don't know. It'd be real difficult to get the tape, wouldn't it, George? <laughs> See, this is how we don't do tapes anymore. We do CDs. That, that dates me right there. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Wake up every day and say, thank you, Father, for another opportunity to breathe. Thank you, Lord, for another opportunity to have another cup of coffee. Ha, ha, ha. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. You are alive and I am alive. And then thank Him because He's given you the measure of mountain-moving faith. Thank Him because He's furnished you with everything that you will need to change the landscape of your life by believing and speaking and declaring this power is toward you who believe. Well, did you get anything out of that?